0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 161 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Let's continue the Q&As this week. I'm answering your questions. Thank you for those. If you find my podcast useful and informative and insightful enlightening, please leave a comment and review on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. If you don't, well, I greatly appreciate you being here, listening to my podcast, asking me great questions, leaving great comments, and being a part of this recovery community. It means the world to me. Now, before I answer your questions on today's episode, I want to go over your comments, what you have to say about last week's episode, which, uh, well, was a Q&A. Um, Tammy says, I find that the only way I could solve grievances with other people is to do the work. Forgiveness requires a confrontation of the certain pain, understanding why it's there, and letting it go. Great podcast. Uh, Thank you, Tammy, for your comment. I have a meditation on YouTube For forgiveness. So, if you want to do the work and confront that pain and let that pain go, go do that meditation. I highly recommend it. I usually do that. I say usually because um, sometimes I'll skip a night because of certain reasons. Maybe it's because of lack of sleep, but um, uh, I would do this forgiveness meditation each and every night because i want to start off fresh tomorrow morning with my family with my relationships and so forth so do the meditation i highly recommend it Um, enlightened health says i feel like so much of my world opened up after i started listening to your podcast the hope that things can get better for me because of where you came from brad i really am grateful for the podcast. Um, thank you, Enlightened Health. Uh, very, very kind of you to say. So let's get into this Q&A episode, starting with Patrick Mellor. He says, can you talk more about CBT and some techniques that worked for you? Now, CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy, and I am certified in cognitive behavioral therapy. And CBT is all about challenging current thought process processes which then begin to alter your beliefs. Then the behavioral part of CBT is to, well, change, replace behaviors with new ones which will then alter your beliefs. Your unconscious has been running the show for a long time. It's only it wants to run you automatically and it it's running you automatically from programs that have been the most repetitive in your life. So now that you're going through recovery or you want to change your current patterns because you want to lessen your anxiety or you're overcoming an addiction. You are changing your patterns. And this, is, this causes a lot of resistance at first because your unconscious is like, whoa, 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 I'm not used to this. And then because your unconscious is not used to it, you start to feel pain immediately. The pain of learning something new, the pain of being the fool at it when you start something new. And a great cognitive behavioral technique I first want to touch on is changing your posture. When you change your posture, a natural serotonin is released. The confidence hormone. Acting as if you have confidence will release this hormone. And because this hormone is released. This alters your thoughts, which then alters your feelings. Then another technique I I recommend is to focus on your breathing periodically throughout the day. I recommend a simple breathing like three seconds in through the nose and then five seconds out through the nose. Now, if you have trouble breathing in, through the nose, maybe sinus reasons. Do it from the mouth. Just get that oxygen in, and focusing on your belly, rising and falling, gets you out of your head. And not only that, you begin to activate your rest and digest system, counteracting your anxiety response. Then I want to talk about your speed. When your sympathetic nervous system is on, you do everything at a higher speed. Your sympathetic nervous system is your stress response, your anxiety response, your body's tense, you're, you're, you're running around like a crazy person, not constantly focused on what's ahead of you rather than being here in the moment. I gotta get here, I gotta get there, I gotta get here. When you start to slow down, you engage in your parasympathetic nervous system which is your rest and digest. Notice the tasks and places where you speed up the most, and then start to alter your speed in those places start by reducing your speed by 50%. And then because you're reducing your speed by 50%, you're more engaged in what you're doing and your environment. You could be speeding up in the morning. What strategies can you implement in the morning to lessen your speed? Well, maybe there's too much to do in the morning. Maybe you need to get up 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, just so that you're not rushing around or prepare your stuff the night before. Noticing where you speed up the most and where you feel anxious the most, well, reduce your speed and see and feel what that's like. It's absolutely powerful because I remember when I was anxious, I would forget everything my phone. I would forget my wallet. I would forget important equipment for work because I was rushing around. I was making my life more chaotic because of the um, speed I was running at. Then the next technique I want to talk about is the elastic band technique, which is you wear an elastic band on your wrist, and this helps with breaking the state you're currently in. Now, you can end the progression of the negative emotional state you're in. When you snap the elastic band on your wrist, it breaks the attention, anxiety sufferers, are internal. I was internal. I remember wearing this elastic band when I would go to work, and at work I was slapping the thing because I was feeling emotions I didn't want to feel. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't helpful. So it snapped the band. This would alter my attention towards the sensation of the elastic band, thus breaking my internal ties with the emotion because I used to get carried away with this negative emotion. And when I would slap the band, it would stop the progression and bring me into a more aware state, a conscious state of of not only my surroundings, but recognizing, hey, this is an emotional state I do not like. And when you snap that band on your wrist, I want you to engage in the voice in your head that self-talk that seems to go away, especially when you're suffering from anxiety. I grew up, we all have that voice in our head, but I remember when I was going through recovery that I could activate this voice to counteract the negative thoughts that would come up in my head. The voice that says, well, what if this isn't cancer? What if it, this isn't a virus? What if this isn't a tumor or an ulcer? What if this isn't this or a kidney disease? Engaging that voice, you can counteract and challenge the eight-year-old voice that chatters on and the voice that seems to run the show you can counteract that and the elastic band technique helps you to do that and it takes self-awareness to catch thoughts that are unhealthy and causing that negative emotion even if you can't pinpoint the negative thought that made you feel this negative emotion the fact you are feeling negative emotions right now is from reflexive, unhelpful thoughts. You didn't recognize the negative thought that brought you into this negative state. It was so reflexive that it came up under your conscious awareness and that it immediately triggered that negative emotion great question, Patrick. I hope that helps. Um, those are the basic, but also the big ones of CBT that absolutely help. And they, they helped me, um, challenge my ways of thinking. And because when I first learned about these techniques, I thought to myself, oh my God, I have to learn how to breathe again. I have to learn how to, Sit properly and confidently and walk confidently. Like, I felt like this was ridiculous. But then I started to realize wow, I have bad posture. Wow, I'm not conscious of my breathing. And then when I started to alter these things, I was feeling more confident, more in control, more self aware, less internal, and not as calm. Oh, sorry, not as stressed as I used to be. Very powerful. Uh, The second question comes from Brady. He says, I've been dealing with such debilitating symptoms, been to the ER many times, and been told it's just anxiety. But when I'm at home and not anxious, I still have these annoying symptoms and I can't help but think I'm dying of some unknown illness. I don't know how to deal with it, any advice. Great question, Brady. Thank you for sending that in. Learning more about anxiety and its symptoms will help you to associate those strange symptoms as being a natural bodily illness response. So I recommend, Brady, a book called Rewire Your Anxious Brain. It's not a thick book. It's very easy to understand. And it talks about the cortical pathway, and the amygdaloid pathway that leads to anxiety. So understanding the brain circuits, understanding what anxiety is, understanding the symptoms of anxiety will help you to understand your symptoms dif- uh, differently, but also on at a more deeper level. You start to, if you are afraid of something, It's best that you explore that fear so that you desensitize yourself from the fear. I also recommend you change your self-talk using that voice in your head, Brady, to counter the thoughts of dread. The self-talk could be, this is natural to feel this way because this is an ancient system hundreds of thousands of years old that is active right now so engaging in more rational self-talk will help combat all of that negative chatter you're giving in to that 8-year-old voice and not only that but understanding anxiety will help you with this and also, a big part of what you're currently going through, Brady, is your emotional attachment to the sensations, partly because you don't understand them. Like you said in your question, unknown, right? You said the word unknown. So understanding more of where the symptoms could come from, challenging it, rather than associating that sensation to an illness, associating that to your anxiety response, and then saying, okay, what can I do to lessen my anxiety response? And a big part of lessening your anxiety response is to lessen your emotional attachment toward these sensations and trusting more in your body. You have to stop caring about this sen- the sensation and let it go stop caring the more people Google their symptoms and sensations the more anxious they become they're feeding that anxiety stop googling the sensation stop going to the doctor well now that you've know that you've known. Um, that it isn't something serious which is a really good thing to do you know ruling that out is important and then stop that reassurance seeking uh, or stop that avoidance behavior start to explore and learn about anxiety and what and how you can lessen your system and also this is really important brady because you said annoying and think i'm dying in your question because you said i still have these annoying symptoms and i can't help but think i'm dying that tells me that you are anxious at home even though you may not think you are and uh, my clients that i meet when i notice their obsessive behaviors and i tell them because you're obsessing. That means you're anxious and you just got so used to your obsessive tendencies, your anxiety, you got used to your stress, that your stress became your new normal and you don't know what it feels like to be calm. So you may think you're calm, but being anxious may be your new normal. So engage in anxiety lessening techniques. The pop-up of that strange sensation and symptom, Brady, could be your unconscious telling you that you haven't solved the underlying problem. How do you associate these strange sensations as natural rather than a threat to your life? Understand anxiety more. Change your internal dialogue. Surrender and stop caring. Stop giving it and feeding it emotional charge it won't go away until you stop caring and doing things that activate your parasympathetic nervous system your rest and digest system so notice your behaviors at home what can you do what can you add what can you replace uh anxiety producing behaviors with calming strategies where can you add those strategies in in your day-to-day and and see like as soon as i started to meditate and do those breathing exercises and reducing my speed and uh journaling and i recognized immediately that I, i was feeling calmer and more in control and more in the present moment and my symptoms were lessening Thank you, Brady, for that great question. The third question comes from Mark L. He says, what do you recommend I do for night anxiety? I lose many hours a night from constant overthinking. I feel drained during the day. Thanks. Yeah, night anxiety is terrible. I suffered from this for quite a quite a while, and I noticed, that it improved from my routine that I, I, I then adopted. So first of all, I want to mention, Mark, that having a negative thoughts journal is powerful. Having that piece of paper or it could be a journal, writing all of your negative thoughts in that journal before bed or when you wake up in the middle of the night, writing those thoughts down. It's a release and organization of the thoughts onto, it's an th- important therapeutic practice to get those thoughts that are so clustered and chaotic in the mind and organize them onto a piece of paper. You'll see that you will feel even a little bit lighter it's powerful. Then engage in relaxation habits one hour before bed. So, this means one hour before going to sleep no TV, no phone, no computer. I want you to relax. Do things where you spend quality time with yourself. Take a hot bath with Epsom salts. Light some incense. Read a book. Sit and meditate. Do breathing exercises. Go for a walk. Make calming teas, nighttime teas with lavender or drink chamomile tea or what I like is magnesium tea. Magnesium tea makes you a little bit drowsy, and it helps relax the body. Very powerful. And then when you wake up at 3 a.m., do not go on your phone, go on YouTube, watch TV, sit with yourself, be with yourself, make another tea. Do not distract your mind with that stimuli. Plan your day the night before. It'll help. It'll help lessen the to do mind, the to do mind when you wake up in the middle of the night. Because sometimes people have a hard time going to sleep initially because. Things pop up in their mind, oh, I have to do this, or oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then, when you plan it before going to sleep, you won't be thinking, there'd be less chaos. Lessening the chaos, think of it like that. Think of it as a messy room up in your mind, and you are organizing it by writing down those negative thoughts, like I mentioned earlier, but then also writing out your schedule. Okay. I wake up at this time. I have to do this at this time, leave work, leave for work at this time, and then arrive at work maybe at this time. And then maybe meditate in my car for five, 10 minutes and then so forth. This is what I did. And it worked. I was working in the film union at the time and My schedules were chaotic because each and every day I started at a different time. I had to drive to different locations. Sometimes we'll be shooting downtown. And then I would, when I would get the call sheet, which indicates what time I need to show up at work, I would say, okay, I got to be at work at this time, so I want to wake up at this time. How long does it take to get there? So I'd map it out. Okay, I want to leave around this time, so I get there a little early and then meditate in my car. And I would do this, and it helped with my sleep because I wasn't thinking about this. It wasn't in my mind or unconscious mind when I would be lying in bed. It helped tremendously. And then when I used to wake up with night anxiety, night terror, I would surrender. I would sit in my bed and say to myself, if it kills me, let it kill me. So what if I feel like this? And I would let all the internal chatter and sensations take over run the show, and give in. And I found that I would fall asleep the more I would surrender to this. The less control I was energizing and projecting onto my symptoms and thoughts, the more I could just let go. Because it's control, right? It's the desire for control that's increasing your stress. Letting go helps to lessen that control and to let, you know, if it kills me, let it kill me. And then that helped me lessen my emotional charge the emotional charge i would give my symptoms and that's where i'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode thank you mark thank you brady and thank you patrick for those questions i will be doing another q a next week because all of december i'm doing q a's and i love answering your questions you guys find it to be useful And so let's continue on next week. So if you have a question, please send me a question via uh, unpluganxiety.com under contact. You can ask me anything or you can leave a question under the YouTube version of the podcast. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The anxiety project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.